and welcome to The Kids Are Alright, a podcast especially for kids that's all about health, happiness and wellness. I'm Michelle and this summer we are looking into how we can help look after our planet. So join us this summer as we discover, learn and have loads of fun along the way. And as usual, helping me on this summer project is, of course, you know them well, my co-presenters Buster and Buddy. Hey, you guys, it's Buster! Hey, everyone, Buddy again. So are we ready to get this summer project on the road? Oh, yeah. Yeah, let's go! The The kids are all right! So guys, this summer is all about protecting our natural environment and we're focusing on plastic pollution. And on the last episode, we spoke with Flossie Donnelly, an amazing 14-year-old girl who has set up an environmental charity called Flossie and the Beach Cleaners to fight against plastic pollution in our rivers and seas. She's doing amazing work to educate kids and adults about the damage plastic rubbish does to our environment and is working to clean up plastic pollution, not just here in Ireland, but all around the world, in places where the problem is at its very worst. Yeah, she is amazing. Last week she told us about parts of the world, including Indonesia, where she has visited, where they have so much plastic rubbish, they actually have plastic rivers. Yeah, in parts of the world where they don't have enough facilities to recycle or collect waste, it can build up to this incredible level. But to be honest, while we don't have plastic rivers here in Ireland, we do still have a plastic crisis. And at the end of the last episode, we asked you all to have a little think about plastic pollution in your area and see if you start to notice it a little more when you're on your way to school or in the park or out for a walk or a play? Stop! Have a little think! You better think about it, y'all. Yay! So did you guys have a little think about plastic pollution? Yeah, Michelle, and it's crazy. When I started to think about it, I began to see plastic rubbish nearly everywhere I looked. Yeah, me too, Buster. I'd never really noticed it as much before. But after last week's show, I couldn't get it out of my head. And yeah, I saw it in the playground, on my street, on the pavements, on the walk to school. It was everywhere, Michelle. Yeah, that's really interesting, isn't it, guys? Because when you started thinking about it, all of a sudden, simply becoming aware opened your eyes up to a problem that was right there in front of you the whole time. I know! It's mad that I never really saw it before. So last time, Flossie talked to us about how plastic pollution in our rivers and seas slowly kills the fish and vegetation, and we really need our seas to be healthy and thriving as they absorb huge amounts of carbon dioxide, which is really important so that it doesn't end up going into our atmosphere and And if you remember, guys, our world is heating up because we're producing too much carbon dioxide already. And this is called global warming. And it's our planet heating up, which is making our climate change. So everything is connected. Yeah, and I can't believe that whale poo actually absorbs carbon dioxide. (laughs) Yeah, and plastic rubbish has such a huge effect on our planet. Yeah, it does, Buster. And that's why it's brilliant that we have Flossie back on with us to tell us more about what we can do to fight back against plastic pollution and climate change. So, Flossie, thanks a million for joining us again. Absolutely, yeah. Oh, hey, Flossie! Yeah, welcome back, Flossie. <laughs> so, Flossie, we talked last week about you being a climate activist and how you decided a few years ago to set up your very own environmental charity and action group called Flossie and the Beach Cleaners to try and fight this plastic pollution problem we have. And, you know, it's just amazing. So tell us a little bit more about why you set up your charity. Well, I set it up, my mum and I set it up when I was just about to go into secondary school because we realised that mm-hmm. the amount of work that we were constantly doing was going to be way too much for when I went into secondary school. Also, people were constantly saying, can we donate to your charity? And we were like, sorry, we're not a charity yet. Okay. And then also we really wanted to fundraise and help people on the other side of the world who are dealing with plastic problems. 
Oh, cool. So just like your charity name says, you go out on the beach and collect the plastic rubbish that's been dumped there. Cool. Yeah. So the charity, what we do is we do workshops for junior school kids to educate them on plastic pollution and a few minutes of climate change. So kids understand what the problem is and how we can solve it and understand that we do have a chance of saving our planet. And then we also educate TY students in school and in secondary schools and bring them out on beach cleans so they have an idea whether they might want to become environmentalists when they're older. Brilliant, because um, you had a brilliant idea about how to teach kids. Yeah, yeah. You were saying to your mom that uh, little kids learn best from the big kids, and that is so true. Yeah, see, I always found that if a child was even a year older than me or two years older than me, I would listen to them immediately more than I'd listen to my parents because yeah, yeah, <laughs> because they were cool older kids, and that's why we have transition year students, TY kids, come out, and then after a few weeks, they learn how to give workshops to junior school kids, and then the kids learn quite fast from them. Oh, that's brilliant! <laughs> oh yeah. Um, do you find it quite easy to get these transition year students? Are they quite enthusiastic to get involved in in the charity work? They're like every child that comes on the beach clean. They show up with a really angry, sad face of having to be there. And then after about half an hour, you see them really getting into it and trying to find the most they can find. And they end up having loads of fun doing it. Oh, that's cool. (laughs) Very good, very good. And Flossie, with the coronavirus and everything, you moved all of your workshops onto the beach themselves. That's such a cool idea. Yeah, this way is actually a lot better because then you can have treasure hunts on the beach and stuff where you have to find the golden plastic bottles. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> and what else do you do in these in these workshops on the beach then, Flossie? Um, it's the same as usual, just outside, like um, uh, how we can recycle things, what are the main problems in the sea, and how the fish do not want the plastic in the water. And I heard there's something you do, is it, is it a flank sea? Yeah, we do that on every beach clean. It's a Banksy, who's a really famous English artist, graffiti artist in London. Um, but we put an FL in front of it, flossing the beach cleaners, and we call it a Flanksy. And then at the end of every beach clean, we create a massive piece of art as the rubbish we just collected. Fantastic. Wow. What's the best bit of art that you ever made? What kind of uh, creations have you made out of the, the rubbish? Um, the first one I think I did was I wrote in the sand out of all the plastic and rubbish pollution. And then one of the best ones I ever did was probably a seal picture. And then with all the other rubbish we collected, it wrote Save Our Seals and stuff like that. Oh, that's cool. So is it uh, just you and your friends doing a beach clean around where you live? Um, no, it's normally like whoever wants to come. And then just recently, my friends have started to get involved as well with it, which is great. Very good. And I heard that your charity now, you're connected with other beach cleaning uh, groups around Ireland. Is that right? Um, yeah, we're going um, national right now and we're getting lots of beach cleaners, beach cleaning groups set up all across um, the island. So we have some in Galway and then I can't remember where else actually. That's amazing. That's amazing. So how many how many groups do you think you have around the country? Seven, I think, so far. Seven. Whoa, seven flossy in the beach cleaner groups. <laughs> That's brilliant. And I heard that you did a big awareness day with all your different beach cleaning groups. Can you tell us a bit more about that? Um, yes, yeah, so we did what we like to call the virtual beach clean, where we mm-hmm. do a beach mm-hmm. clean um, on different beaches at the same time. And then we like have to call each other and then compare pictures of who got the most and who got the best. 
<laughs> and so you weigh how much you all collect and what's the most you've ever collected in, in one day all the different groups um, of last year at the end of last year when we counted up all our rubbish we managed to collect the amount of two baby whales out of the water Whoa. Whoa. Wow, that's shocking. Um, Flossie, you mentioned earlier that you usually like to start kids off with a five-minute stress-free climate chat. So what do you say to the kids? Yeah, um, we just say how the world is getting hot because we eat a bit too much meat and that makes cows fart a lot. And, <laughs> that, makes, and since that, that makes the world hotter and and that's giving the world a temperature and we need to cool it down. It's the basic way we say it. And then we give a bit about how and how the mm-hmm. water's levels are going up. And how do kids react when you tell them that? Um, some can seem a bit scared, mm-hmm. but before we always do ask if anyone's quite worried about climate change. And then yeah. people, we always do have a few kids put their hands up and then we try to, you know, talk to them about how it is a problem, but we can solve it, but we just have to have a positive attitude and keep in mind this is something we have to work together to solve. Uh, yeah, but there seems to be so many environmental problems and they all sound so big. How do I even know where to start or what to do? Well, the way I do it is um, I find one thing I'm interested in. So for me, that was the sea. And then I try to see how I can help around that. So like if you care about nature more, try plant some trees. And, and if you're more into crafts, try to do a lot of upcycling or try and make a bee hotel, which is really cool. Like, we have one and bees are living in it now, which is really cool. Brilliant. And if you don't know where to start yet and you're trying to find how you can help, just start with a simple climate strike because you'll find it from there. That's that's really good advice because I think even as adults, we can feel a little bit overwhelmed. There's just so much and it's like, where do I even start? So that's a really, really clever advice, Flossie, is just pick one thing you feel passionate about and stick with that. Yeah. And <laughs> um, Flossie, we're always being taught in school about reduce, reuse, recycle. <laughs> Will that help? Absolutely, yeah. It literally is a very good thing, reducing, reusing and recycling. The three R's. Okay, so so tell us a little bit more. So if, I, if, if we really want to focus on reduce, reuse, recycle. So starting with reduce, I mean, what kind of things, just as of tomorrow, what kind of things could we start doing? Um, you could start buying milk out of cartons instead of out of the big plastic. You could um, start getting your, try get your as much fruit as you can that's not wrapped in plastic because that's always a lot better. You can try use keep cups and um, and metal water bottles instead of getting single use cups. Oh, cool! Uh, what about reuse? What could I reuse? And reusing can lead on to recycling, where you just recycle things. But reusing things, it means more like arts and crafts, really. If you have, like, an old, let's see, an old milk milk bottle, for example, if you, like, um, stab a few holes in the top of it, then you have a watering can all of a sudden. Wow! I saw a video where you made a paddleboard, and paddleboarding obviously is very popular at the moment, but you made a paddleboard out of plastic bottles. Yeah, it took about... I don't know about a few months to make, but I ended up making a paddleboard out of loads of plastic bottles and a good few pieces of bamboo and a lot of rope. Very good. And it worked. Yeah, it works. It's just a bit sore to guess on because I haven't um, sanded down the bamboo yet. Oh, well, I suppose it, it's summer, so perfect time to get the last few bits sorted out. And I suppose a really sort of simple thing we can do as well is, you know, um, reusing old clothes. So whether we pass them on to somebody else or I saw another video of you making bandanas out of old clothes as well. So I suppose as a material and clothing is something we can reuse quite easily. 
Yeah, there's so much you can do with old clothes. You can give them away, you can make them into things. And Flossie, uh, the big one that everyone knows the most about is recycling. So what are some of the key things you would recommend when it comes to recycling, Flossie? Um, well, here's the best way of thinking of it. If the plastic's squishy, then it's not recyclable. If it's hard plastic, though, then it's recyclable. Huh. Oh, that's okay. a very handy tip, actually, to know. Why isn't squishy plastic recyclable? Do, we ha- do you have any idea? Um, well, hard plastic can be remade into things because it can be melted down and then made into the next object. Mm-hmm. Whereas squishy plastic can't be without letting off some carbon emissions. Okay. <sighs> Also, your hard plastic always has to be very clean before you put it in a recycling bin. You have to make sure there's no squishy plastic on it before you put it in. Uh, what exactly is squishy plastic, though? Um, squishy plastic would be like a packet of crisps. Ah. The packaging would be very squishy. Um, and then for hard plastic, like like an oh milk bottles. Um, milk bottles, those are hard plastic. Cool, cool. Mm. You know, and with all of these ideas, I suppose, the reduce, reuse, recycle, pick something you feel passionate about and, and do something about it. I mean, they're really clear messages about stuff we can do that we kind of feel less powerless, I suppose, you know. Um, and you know what? I heard that another way that uh, plastic is being re- reused, that plastic bottles are filled with earth and then they can be used as eco bricks and they can be used to build houses for people in different parts of the world. Um, that's quite an incredible use of, of plastic. I mean, is is that something you can tell us about more? Um, yeah, eco-bricks are really cool. So basically, just shove as much squishy plastic as you can into a plastic bottle. And then after you shove enough in, it becomes hard. And then it's, you just stick them all together and then you can make whatever you like out of them. I'm going to try and make a bench this summer out of them. A bench. Very good, very good. I think when we start thinking about plastic in a different way and the different ways we can reuse it, I mean, really, the sky is the limit. Yeah. Oh, it just makes me feel so much better that there are lots and lots and lots of things that we can do in our own lives to make a difference and reduce plastic pollution. Well, I'm glad you think so, buddy, because, you know, I've arranged with Flossie for us to go out over the summer and join her and her team on a beach clean and get involved in one of her amazing workshops. How does that sound, guys? And kids, you can come to the beach with us by listening to our summer project shows and hear how we get on as we'll be recording live from the beach. So listen, Flossie, thanks a million for joining us. We've really learned loads and we can't wait to learn even more with you down on the beach. Brilliant. I can't wait to meet you all. Thanks very much, Flossie. Oh, can I bring my flip-flops? <laughs> oh, Flossie, I can't wait. Uh, would I be able to get an ice cream when I'm down there? Guys, you're there to work. <laughs> <laughs> Flossie, thanks so much for being with us the last two weeks and we can't wait to come down and join you for a beach clean. You're so inspirational, Flossie. Thank you. Thanks, Flossie. Bye. Bye. The kids are all right. Hey, guys, it's that time again. It's time to tickle your funny bone. <laughs> Hi, my name is Eloise Peregrine. I'm eight years old and this and this is my joke. Knock knock. Who's there? Ghost. Ghost who? Ghost don't say who, they say boo. So we've learned loads today, laugh lots, and now it's time to give our brains a massage. Are you guys ready for this week's mini mindfulness moment? Ah, oh, yeah! Okie dokie, Bram Stokey. Hi everyone, hope you're all well. My name's Louise, and welcome to today's mini mindfulness moment. 
So today's mini mindfulness moment is called lemon breathing. Can you imagine that you have a lovely, juicy, yellow lemon? Now imagine cutting the lemon. What does it smell like? Now hold a half of the lemon in your hand. Breathing in deeply, smell the lemon. And breathe out. Breathing in deeply, smell the lemon. And breathe out. Well done. Bye for now. So that's it for today. We hope you enjoyed the show and are looking forward to joining us on the beach. Yeah, I can't wait to get started on all the plastic pollution. Oh, guys, it's going to be brilliant. We hope you come along too. And don't forget to subscribe and or follow our podcast on all the platforms you listen on. Yeah, just look for the Kids Are All Right podcast. Oh, but remember, Buster, that's all, as in A-L-L. And remember, try to be healthy. Be well. And be happy. See you next time on the Kids Are All Right podcast. You guys ready? Let's rock! rock.